Willkommen zum Die Bundesliga Show. My name's Gav Mack and that is Flo Ziff. How are you, Flo? Feeling good. Although the results weren't as pleasant as I hoped for the weekend, but uh, seeing you is always the best part of the middle of the week. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. You're too kind, you're too kind. Um, welcome everybody to the show. This is a live show, so if you want to interact with us, you are more than welcome to. Just just um, give us a little comment on YouTube, uh, Twitter, or on Twitch. Uh, on today's show, what we're going to be doing is something slightly different because there's no Devo tonight. So he has, however, given us a lot of information on every single game so far. So we're going to show a little clip of what his breakdown is, and then we're going to be talking about it um, pretty much straight away after. So that's how we're going to do it. And of course, we have our Flo's uh, words of wisdom, the, the Wolfram's words of wisdom. So that'll be happening today, of course. So um, why don't we get on with the action? And um, we're not going to start with, um, with Leipzig versus Bayern because... That is going to be the words of wisdom a little bit later on. So um, if we get some, should we get some some of the crap stuff out, out of the way? No, no, we want people to stay. We want people to stay. Why don't we talk about your lot? Um, and that is uh, Leverkusen versus Dortmund. And this is what Devo has to say about it. Well, Leverkusen versus Dortmund, what a game. Um, this is what you get with both of these sides. Defensively poor going forward. Great on their day. Um Leverkusen started off very well. Verts with the goal. What a player he is. 18 years old. He's got all the composure of a 34-year-old. Um, the kid's just unreal. He's going to go very far in the game. Um, but it just shows how Dortmund just can't defend. The amount of space he had um, to, to run into the box, to poke it into the bottom corner. And that kind of showed itself throughout the game. Most of Leverkusen's goals came from poor defensive shape, poor defensive positioning from, from Dortmund. Um and Dortmund just with some brilliant finishing on the day. Um, I think you can't really take it away from him. I think, um, you know, Brandt's goal especially, brilliant finishing. The Erlen Haaland's first goal was poor defensively. You can't give someone of his calibre that much space. Having said that, that's only his third headed goal in the Bundesliga. When you consider he's got 138 goals, that's mental. And someone of his size as well. Um, great game, as I said. Poor goalkeeping, I think. Um, for Diaby's goal, I think. Um, uh, Kobo will be a little bit disappointed to get beaten at his near post like that. Maybe unsighted, maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Uh, and then the penalty at the end, I think, was harsh, to say the least. I think it's very harsh. I think Flozif will be very upset with that being given. I think he's just shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder blocked him off. His hands kind of caught him in the face. But what are you going to do with your hands? You can't just play football with your hands down by your side all the day. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but having said that, great composure shown by Erling Haaland to put that away in the last minute. Ugly scenes after that with bottles and stuff being thrown on the pitch. You don't want to see that at all, no matter how frustrated you are. Um, great game of football. Kind of highlights the deficiencies of both sides uh, defensively. But as a neutral, I'm well happy with that. Flozif, not so much. <sighs> Scathing. Scathing. Uh, insight there of what his thoughts were of, of Leverkusen versus Dortmund, of course. By Leverkusen three, but uh, Borussia Dortmund four. He's not very happy with defensive play by both teams. Uh, the goalkeeper from Koval, um, not overly happy with that as well. So on the defensive side of things from both sides, what are your thoughts? Because when I looked at the the Florian Verts goal, I thought that was that was really good attacking play. What were your thoughts? Uh, defensively, it was pretty wild from both teams, but I would say, and I believe Devo kind of mentioned it that the goals Leverkusen scored 
were a little more caused by um, individual mistakes in terms not not big mistakes but in terms of defending and um, helping your teammates if they are making mistakes. I'm taking a look at the second goal of Leverkusen when Brandt lost the ball in the mm-hmm. midfield. A uh, minute before halftime, such a goal may never happen to a club like Dortmund with these ambitions. Mm-hmm. And the Leverkusen, uh, the goals Leverkusen conceded were more just little bits um, with a lack of experience. The way uh, Andrich behaved before the equalizing goal of, uh, with the Guerrero free kick, the penalty, from my point of view, also was harsh, but... Um, it's just it was just clever from Royce being a little little sneaky little next to uh, to Kostanu. but instead of focusing on the defenses i would really love to take a look at the offenses in this match because both offenses were uh, were brilliant i loved to watch the match Haaland is always uh, yeah, it's a monster he's a machine but mm. the it's four of leverkusen in front the back the three behind uh, Schick and Schick starts scoring goals this is really promising, and if both teams just continue scoring one more than they concede, they will have a, a good season. Won't yeah. be enough to become champions, but it's looking like European or maybe Champions League football. Mm-hmm. Proper proper Kevin Keegan football, I like to call it. You know, we'll score three, I'll score four sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, you mentioned on the penalty. I want to talk about that because the penalty was the final goal of the game. Um, scored by by Haaland, who incidentally, prior to that, scored only his third-headed goal in the Bundesliga, which I think is completely mad. But I, I, I believe that penalty was incredibly harsh, incredibly harsh, you know, because he's sort of like, he's jockeying Roy, uh, Marco Royce out and he's not really going to be anywhere near the ball, uh, Marco Royce. I can't see him getting 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 the ball. But as he's sort of like shoved him off the ball, uh, like shoved him out of the way, which I think was completely fine, his arm has sort of like moved and it's, it's, it's barely a brush on his face and they've given the penalty. Now to lose a game in that way, that must be a bit of a kick in the teeth for you. In general, losing a game if you're three times in the lead and then losing it from set pieces. I mean, that Guerrero free kick, it was magnificent. But uh, losing a game from set pieces is always very frustrating. And uh, this penalty is just like, it fits fits in the picture. Mm. Because um, yeah, you, you, you already said enough to it. And there was a similar scene in the first half, two times when uh, Schick was in a one-on-one uh, with Pongracic. And Pongracic did some... Good defending the first time, used his body, but the second time he used his arm to uh, pull off Schick. It's quite similar. This was no penalty, but um, in general or in total, one cannot complain as Leverkusen that you have lost the game. It wouldn't, have, it didn't deserve a loser, but um, it wasn't undeserved for Dortmund. Either wouldn't it have been undeserved the other way around. Um, quick word. Dortmund were the lucky ones. Yeah, I, I think so too. Quick word on, on the bottles being thrown on the pitch at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, of course, this may not happen. And uh, you have to make sure that your fans stay in line. But my highlight of the game, more than the goals, was the way that uh, Jude Bellingham caught with a one-hand catch like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> a cup of beer <laughs> while jumping on Haaland's back. I, I saw it 
immediately after the goal and I needed to to smile. And usually I'm totally pissed when Leverkusen concedes a goal, but I smiled and looked at my colleagues and said, hey, come on, no. <laughs> take a look at this kid. That, that was super impressive. I've got to give him that. And yeah. um, a, a final word, just want to say um, a, gr- a cracking win on your birthday um marco rosa celebrating his 45th birthday that day so with that in mind i don't mind so much that they that they won that game um that's what i'm going with because um you know birthdays are important um let's have a look at the league leaders now and that is greater foot and uh volsberg game volsberg four wins from four um before we go to that just want a little comment from joshua big up yourself joshua thanks for cheering in thanks for subbing as well um he says big up flow and gav um love the show leverkusen unlucky but very encouraging sign so far i think leverkusen will be fine they might just about survive um so um <laughs> joking with it money joking flow you'll be fine european football is coming back to leverkusen um so yeah if also versus grew to foot this is what devo has to say wolfsburg march on four out of four under mark van bommel easy win against go to poor go they're about to get relegated with schalke type points tally um what's that 19 home games without winning the bundesliga since their last appearance in the top flight um, but Wolfsburg marching on, as I said, Nemcha with the early goal uh, after some ridiculously pinball, like amateur football type stuff on the edge of the box. Great pick out by Vrakos, to be honest, uh, and a lovely finish under the keeper from Nemcha, who does not look like he should be under 21 internationally. He looks about 35. Guy looks like he's had a hard life. Um, but as I said, Corin Castells made a great save to keep it 1 0, and then at the end, Luca Waldschmidt. Uh, won the penalty, which Vakors dispatched to make it 2-0. And I think Wolfsburg looked good, man. I think defensively, we knew how good they were. Uh, one issue that we had with them last season was that they were about Vakors' injury away from absolute collapse. Now with Nemcha and Waldschmidt in the side, you think that they have a few more options going forward as well. Um, so they look solid. They look really solid. I'm, I'm looking forward to them getting a proper test in the next few weeks to see just how good Mark Van Bommel's side are. Yes, comfortable victory for Wolfsburg, who sit pretty at the top. Four wins from four. It's their best ever start to a Bundesliga uh, Bundesliga season. And Mark van Bommel is having a wonderful time. They had a, a bit of a rough one yesterday against Lille in the Champions League with picking up quite a few yellow cards. But imagine that, Mark van Bommel having a team that puts their foot in. Never would have thought it. But the, the the conversation constantly last year was the fact that um, Veghorst, if he gets injured, can they continue to move things forward? Whereas this season, they have now got back up in the shape of Mecca and Valtschmidt. How important would you think those two players are going to be in regards to Wolfsburg and their aspirations this season? Yeah, I believe Devo pointed it out very well that um, these backups were a part that Wolfsburg uh, was missing yesterday because now they can rotate, especially with uh, Champions League football. And Mecha has similar qualities like uh, Vekos. And it's impressive that he's the second time at Wolfsburg. I believe I mentioned it before in the podcast. Yes. For mm. the first time when he was there, he said, okay, it seemed that the coach didn't want me. Now it's different. And he scores. And as there, you can see what self-confidence and a little development can make, what differences can make. And um, 
I'm still very surprised that Wolfsburg is on on this way. Four four wins after the first cup round when they uh, lost it on the. Do you say it in England on the green table? In Germany, we say you lose on the green table if you don't lose on the pitch. Oh, oh, the round table. Mm. Ah, okay, you said the round table. We say the green table. I don't know why it's green, but uh, yeah, it's still surprising that Wolfsburg is at the top of the Bundesliga table, and um, I'm interested in how long they can stay there. I, I, I think I, I think they'll stay there for a while. I, I fancy them. I do like them. Not to win it, not to win the whole thing. I was worried what about how it's almost like, you know, in the Premier League, when you get a brand, like a brand new promoted team, they have a great season sometimes and the following season, they call second season syndrome. Now, because Wolfsburg had such a, a fantastic season last year, no one was expecting them to be knocking around at the top. I felt that their their version of second season syndrome would have them knock, like probably hanging around tenth, but no, I fancy them. They look good. They look strong. They look committed, and I think they could probably ruffle a couple of feathers up top. You never know. You never know. Uh, but Grütze Foot, they have had a rough start to the season. They still have no Bundesliga wins at home. Is it just a matter of time for them? Do you, do you reckon they've got any chance of staying up? Bundesliga is not just a league for Greuther Fürth. The whole environment around Fürth, the stadium, the whole infrastructure, everything, the money, the sponsors, this is just not Bundesliga. They're doing great work and this needs to be appreciated, playing second Bundesliga for all the years and playing at the top of the league. But as soon as they promote, they will relegate every time because mm. the club just doesn't have the environment to stay in the Bundesliga for a long time. The funny thing is that Greuther Fürth means Greuther uh, is in the lead, but actually the name should be Greuther behind. Greuther Zurück. Not Zurück. Greuther Beck. Yeah, Greuther Beck. Yes. Oh, check me in my German chat. Oi, honestly, uh, I'm going to be doing this show fluently by the end of the season. That's a lie. Um, the other team that came up with them was was Bochum and, and they... Uh, I actually feel quite sorry for them, but let's have a look and see what um, King Dev has to say. Yeah, so uh, Bochum versus Hertha Berlin, and I'm just going to start off and put my hands up again. I was wrong again. Bella Kotchup had an absolute nightmare. Uh, I've been bigging him up. <laughs> Even last season, before they got promoted, I was bigging him up. Um, he had a nightmare in this game. Gave away the second goal. was terrible for the third goal. Um, but Hertha Berlin... You know, they look decent this season. Some decent signings. Suat Sada got a brace. Mara Luida, who they signed from uh, Nice, a young 22-year-old French striker, scored a lovely goal at the end. Um, I would say against against the runner play, I think the first half, Bochum were decent uh, until that first goal went in and then Hertha Perlin kind of took over. Um, Bochum are going to struggle this season. You'd expect that. But I think they'll, got, they'll have enough about them to keep their heads above water. I think they're better than Bielefeld. I think they're better than Grutefert. Um, and Berlin, I expect them to do better than they did last season as well and, and finish a little bit higher up the table. They've got a lot of talent in that team, a lot of talent. They just need to find consistency. Um, but yeah, I think um, one thing I would like to say, Garrett Holtman, that kid can dribble. It's hard to take the ball off that kid. His run for the for the uh, Bochum goal, Simon Zoller's goal, again, was reminiscent of what he did against Mainz, just without the end product. Great save uh, from Schwolo. Uh, put it into the path of Simon Zola. But um, yeah, big win for Berlin. Uh, they need these kind of wins to create confidence. 
So yeah, first points on the board for her to Berlin in a, a 3-1 win over Bochum. Uh, two goals from Serdar, the uh, former Schalke legend, if you want to call it that. And Mao leader as well, came off the bench scoring his first goal for the club. Zola got a goal back um, to make it 2-1. But I, I, just, I just want to take a moment, first of all, to talk about no the the guy who just loves solo runs mr holtman because he almost scored almost an identical goal as the one that he scored against mainz he just loves running past people this guy this guy is just like the the speedy gonzalez of the bundesliga yeah 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 and garrett holtman already years ago he was um on his way to bigger clubs when he played in braunschweig for example in second bundesliga but he has so many problems with injuries then he made the move to Mainz, but was injured all the time at Mainz. And this seems to be the, the first time since ages that he's fit for a longer time. And I wish for him that he stays fit because it's uh, yeah, it's just spectacular to watch him. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope he stays his way, helps Bochum to stay in the Bundesliga. Maybe he's able uh, to to make a move to a bigger club. Yeah, after the season. well, he's not he's not he's not the youngest, but he's. Boy, certainly isn't the oldest either. What is he? What, 25, 26? You know, so there's still enough time for him to make a, a decent move somewhere. I, I think I, I think he's a joy to watch. Yeah, he doesn't need to go to a, to a top four, top five club. Maybe a club playing conference league and having the opportunity to play international football could be cool. But also, if I think about Karim Balarabi, he's basically the same or has the same pair of skills. So yeah. he's not... Maybe Karim Benarabi is even less dangerous in front of the goal. So he's mm. fast, he's quick, and uh, he's, he can run like a rabbit. But Holtman, seem, or Holtman seems to be way more dangerous this season than I can imagine Karim Benarabi to play. So why not being a backup at the top top five, top six club? Yeah, why not? That's um, Agent Flo trying to get him in at Leverkusen. I like it, bro. I like it. Um, yeah. Her to need a bit of consistency, do they not? Yeah, they do. And if you look at the statistics of the match, Hertha won it, but we have, I don't know, 16, 17 shots on target from Bochum or on the goal and only five or six from Hertha. They were effective this time, but it's not like this was um, a big win for them. It was an important three points, but Bochum could have won the way or drawn if they were a little more experienced. I think they were mentioned Bella Kocha, uh, that he picked him up too early, but Bella Kocha was just good example for what Bochum uh, yeah, is, is facing this season. So he's unexperienced, under 21 national player for Germany, but he needs to make his experiences and he will have good matches and he will have bad matches where he'll be shown to his limits, but um, better this way to see some potential than the way we saw Goethe Fürth the last match days. Yeah, definitely. Um, Devo has commented, he is at work at the moment, so he's just to be able to check in when he can. Um, as long as he's seen himself when he's clicked on, he said, damn, I'm pretty. Now, look, successful people hang out with successful people and handsome people do exactly the same thing. Remember that. Okay, cool. Um, let's go on to our next game. And um, you mentioned about Europa League. Uh, it's not Europa League, well, Europa Conference as such. Um, so why don't we talk about Union Berlin uh, very quickly. We're going to be in action tomorrow in the conference for the first time in their history. They'll be playing European football, which is great for them um, against Augsburg. 
Union Berlin nil, Augsburg nil, and really and truly Augsburg didn't offer much in this game at all. They've scored one goal all season, and it's plain to see why. Um, one good save for Andreas Luther to make from a Reese Oxford header, uh, and then another Niederlechter header, which he probably should have done better with, went wide. Uh, but it was all Union Berlin, and my boy Gikovic, I'm a big Gikovic stan, uh, made two or three really top, top saves to keep this score at nil nil. He he deserves this point more than anyone, I believe. Um, Union Berlin hit the post three times, uh, one of which was pushed onto the post by Gikovic. Uh, but couldn't really break them down enough and get past the goalkeeper to, to make a count. But Union Berlin now unbeaten in 19 home games in Bundesliga, ahead of their first game in Europe this Thursday. Um, crazy times for Union Berlin. Um, let's see what they can do this season. If you actually go to Devo's house, he has got posters of Gikovic on his wall. He absolutely loves him. Can't get enough of Gigovic. <laughs> it's a shame for him as well. He's, he's what, 33 now. And if you look at the goalkeepers for, for Poland in front of him, he's, he's not going to get a chance, is he? You know, Szczesny and, and Fabianski as well. Gigovic needs to be about 24 for him to get an opportunity. But um, this is an unbeaten start. For 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 her to Berlin, not her to Berlin. Sorry, Union Berlin. Don't shoot me, Union fans. But they've only lost one game at home in the last couple of seasons as well. I know we've already just started this season, but it's a bit of a fortress now, isn't it, Union? Yeah, it is, and especially with the fans coming back more and more to the stadium, the fortress is getting bigger and harder to storm for away teams. And um, yeah, it's not. It's not a coincidence that uh, the mascot of Union Berlin is a knight. It fits to that stadium. Yeah. And it fits to the fact that uh, it's a fortress you can enter only very hardly. Uh, I haven't really got anything else to say on this game, if I'm honest. Um, Woodwork was hit three times. Fair play. And yeah, as I said, like Gikovic had, 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 had a great time. Amoni uh, scored in every game so far this season. But of course, this game finished 0-0. So guess what? He didn't score any in this game. Ooh. Um, but I want to I want to talk before we go on to uh, the words of wisdom. I, I want to talk about the um, well with with Devo's assistance, of course. Um, talk about um, Mainz, and um, do you know what? I, I, I'm going to go first on this. Actually, King Bo Svensson, give that guy, make him a British citizen, so we could give him a knighthood. Because he has made, he has worked wonders with a team that aren't all that, but they've made changes. They've added a little bit of experience, and they've also got another year experience in the Bundesliga. Burkhart, great young player, great young talent. And Nick Vartsen, he was there, they were both on the score sheet. I thought Hoffenheim were going to have a little bit of a tough time this season anyway, but Mainz are just going from strength to strength at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's but for me, it's not just a bull, it's also a Christian Heidel mm -hmm. being back at the club because Christian Heidel works best at, uh, at Mainz and it's they made some very good decisions also in the last uh, transfer break in winter and now in summer again that they switched the characters of the team and they have a very good character in their team now and like selling Mateta was one of the best moves they could have made. Yeah. Although he was the best goal scorer at the time, but they got some good money for him. 
and assign players like Core or Da Costa who contributed to the to the uh, yeah the good end of the season. And um, I'm still wondering or I'm anxious about how long how long Mainz is able to stay at the top <laughs> because I still I see them play every week. They play great. They're a great team. I don't know. They they score. They, they look somewhat dangerous. But I still can't. Ex- looking at the next game, I still don't expect them to win this game. Flo, we no, said so this every game last season, Flo. We said it every game. This is the end of the Mites run. This is the end of the Mites run. And they'll just get result after result after result after result. These This looks like a team to me that are just playing game by game. They're not thinking about the future. They're just worried about what's happening on Saturday afternoon at 3.30 local time. I think that's all they think about. Yeah, let's just say it for the whole or, uh, for the whole time of the season, and then at the end, Mainz might become champions, or at least play Champions League. How funny would that be? <laughs> Crazier things have happened. Look, Leicester won the title. But here's what's um, here what Flo had to say about this game. Hoffenheim versus Mainz. Um, Mainz with King Bo in charge continue to march. A good two 0 victory for them away uh, against the Hoffenheim side who, who haven't been doing too badly this season. Um, Hoffenheim didn't have a shot on target in this whole game. Not one shot on target, which is very poor for a home side uh, with the attack and talent that they have as well. But Mainz controlled the game, got their early goal after 20 minutes with uh, Burkhardt, a uh, good young player there, and then um, put it to bed in the last few minutes through Ingvartsen, who signed on loan from Union Berlin. And Mainz just march on. They show no signs of, of slowing down under King Bo Svensson. Uh, I think they're currently in top four. Um, Mental, mental when you consider how bad they were at the beginning of last season to where they are now. It's like a completely different side. Um, not the best day at the office for Hoffenheim, but they have been much improved this season. Wouldn't expect them to worry too much. And, um, you know, my, I just start falling in love more and more with King Bo Svensson. What a manager. Um, new Arsenal manager, perhaps? Bloody hell, Devo. Is he getting a bit of him himself a little bit? Bo Svensson to Arsenal? Well, the colours are fitting. And he's also very good at getting really crap teams at the bottom of the table into a higher league position. So he's probably not as yeah, stupid as and, you think. <laughs> and you have some, uh, yeah, let's say, doubt, doubtful or doubtable characters in your team. Yeah. Maybe you can also wash their heads or switch them. <laughs> replace them <laughs> oh my god right then let's um let's uh go to that favorite part of the show which is the word of wisdom words of wisdom flows if that is the leipzig stadium is it not it is. It's. Uh, yeah, I was just taking a look at the lovely standing seats over there because, as you can see, something happened at Leipzig. And um, yeah, well, a new stadium or a renovated stadium is not the most spectacular in the world. Although it uh, became quite nice, it would be looking nicer if the seats were not blue and maybe red or white. But interesting is that in contrast to UK and I thought I mentioned that we don't have full stadium capacity at no, the moment. That's right. Yeah. Was it? Is it fifty percent now? You got to fifty yet? It it depends. It's um, maximum twenty five thousand, and um, on the local health, um, the local health council in the, in the city has to decide whether it's more or less. 
Right. And in Leipzig, they are very liberal and allowed uh, Leipzig to have more than 50% of the capacity. Oh. So that Leipzig, so Leipzig currently is with the new stadium capacity as renovation. The, the current leader of the Bundesliga fan table or yeah, stadium <laughs> the, capacity yeah. table when, when you say it like The attendance that. league. And, yeah, the attendance. Leipzig is winning. If they're not winning the Bundesliga this year, they're winning the attendance league. So currently there have been 57,000 in two home matches, matches at Leipzig and in Dortmund, for example, which has 80,000 capacity, there have only been 50,000 yeah. in, um, in the Bundesliga so far. Yeah, and I thought this is worth a mention just to remind you that we are not as lucky as you are, guys, at the moment. Fair, fair, and fair. Take, take a guess. Which team is at, is at rock bottom in the Bundesliga, in the attendance league? I, I, I can't think of a team because like Schalke aren't in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. It's it's Kreuzerfurt. Oh, Kreuzerfurt, <laughs> the bless them. <laughs> they, they relegate. Although they had two home matches, for example, they had less spectators than Hertha Berlin had with just one home match. Oh, wow. Bless them. And um, even though they are able to have 57,000 fans in the stadium, they had to sit there and watch Bayern slap four past them. And um, Devo, Devo thinks this scoreline's a little bit harsh. RBL versus Bayern Munich. Now, I know at the beginning of the season, I said RBL are going to be the title, you know, win the title. Um, I was wrong. Hands up. I was wrong. Um they got battered by Bayern Munich. Um, I think the story of the game, the, the scoreline is a little bit flattering for Bayern. I don't think Leipzig were that bad. Um, don't know what Kevin Campbell was doing for the first goal, the penalty. Uh, I have no idea what he was thinking. Uh, Stonewall penalty, um, just idiotic moment from him. But I do feel it was unfortunate not to go in at the break at 1-1. Um, uh, Neuer pulled off a wonder save. Um, I, I think it's from um, Olmo. Uh, strike to tip over the bar. If that goes in, it's a different game. Um, second half, 2-0. Uh, Musiala changed the game, really, once he came on. What a talent he is. Uh, absolutely just turned the whole game on his head. But that Andre Silva goal that was disallowed, uh, I'd have to look at that a few more times because for me, I think that was a bit... I'm not sure if they got that right. Uh, and at 2-1, you never know, that could be a different game. Um, but yeah, Musiala came on, made it 2-0, set up the third for Sane. Uh, Leipzig got one goal back from Lima. Unbelievable strike. Unbelievable strike. But there was no way back from once that went to uh, 3 0. There was no way back for Leipzig. And they look like they're in a bit of trouble under Jesse Marsh. And Bayern are just Bayern, aren't they? Yes. So Devo trying to everything he can to retract his idea of Leipzig winning the league this year. It's still early doors. Anything can happen, anything can change. But Leipzig, under Jesse Marsh, will he keep his job for, for much longer? Yeah, he will, because it's not a Leipzig way to sack a player, at sack a coach very early in the season, or in general very early. And if they do this, it's, it would be a sign of, uh, a little, I would say, some kind of desperation. Mm-hmm. Because they were totally convinced of that coach, built him up step by step from New York Red Bulls to Salzburg Red Bulls and now uh, Red Bull Leipzig. And I'm, they are totally convinced of his quality, so I'm sure he will stay at least one year in Leipzig and they will give him the chance to improve. I mean, take a look what happened to the squad. The captain left, the head of the defense left. 
So very yeah. difficult. And of course, they lost the a manager. great striker with Sirloot. And that, uh, what a player, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but let's have, let's talk about a couple of these goals. I mean, like the, the, the first goal was, was by a penalty from Robert Lewandowski, expertly dispatched, by the way. However, what was, what was Campbell doing with, with his arm there? I, I don't understand that. That was, that was, that was stupid for me. Um, then, uh, Musiala, Musiala with a beautiful goal, literally getting the ball out of his feet somehow and just slapping it in back in there. That was lovely. Um, Leroy Sane, um, receiving a Musiala cross. Um, Josh, I did see your question. We're going to ask that in a couple of seconds, but the goal of the day had to be Lima. Goal! So... Well, if you're going to score a goal, it has to be like that, though, Flo, right? Yeah, this goal was just flames, and it's like, but it's just a small, you know, small good point for for Lima after the end of that day. Day still ruined for him, losing four-one against Bayern Munich, especially at home. And if you finished uh, second in the league the year before, you have other ambitions. And mm. um, yeah, let's just hope they and Lima recover very fast that we can see more of goals like this. Yeah, definitely. And the man with the best agent in football history, Maxim Chupomotin, getting a, a goal right at the death as well. But um, there is a question that um, I, I want to know as well, because I, I can only know the answer of this based off what I see in our media over here. But in Germany... How highly rated is Musiala? He's so highly rated that I can't really see him anymore. Because he's so far <laughs> on top. Different stratosphere, he's yes. gone. He basically, at the moment, the whole country is building all the hopes on him regarding World Cup 22, or especially Euros 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that he can be the leader of a new golden generation. Because he's the basically the biggest talent of his age or seems to be because he plays for Bayern Munich but not just because Florian Wirtz is playing for Bayer Leverkusen you shouldn't forget about him because yeah. he has the better stats than uh, Musiala currently mm-hmm. but still Musiala at that age it's a different thing playing for Bayern Munich than for Bayer Leverkusen you're not allowed to make mistakes at Munich and you're allowed in Leverkusen and he's just I don't know he's so cool I have to say it again, and maybe Chris is watching again. He's pissing ice cubes, it seems. And, uh, <laughs> That's one for you, Christoph. That is one for you, Christoph. Thank you very much for your question, Josh, as well. Um, only a couple more games to go by. Um, let's talk about Mönchengladbach. Uh, Brucey Mönchengladbach uh, with a 3-1 win over Armenia Bielefeld. Um, here it goes with Devoa. Glasbach versus Bielefeld. Uh, Glasbach get their first win under Adi Huta. Uh, Lars Stindl with a brace and Zakaria with a goal. Um, the first goal, I think Stindl was very lucky. Huge deflection. I uh, kind of don't like giving those goals to Stindl because, you know, it, it, it's basically an own goal as far as I'm concerned. But went in. Uh, and then Bielefeld showed character to get back into it. Got Okagawa with uh, equaliser. Um, you know, VAR gave it. It was a bit touch and go. But for me, it was very similar to the Andre Silva disallowed goal. Um, but I think Andre Silva's one was disallowed. This one wasn't. Um, 
and then Gladbach kind of took control of the game, as you would expect, as they should be against the Armenian Bielefeld side, who I, I tip to be relegated. Sorry, Ava. Um, but yeah, I think Gladbach, comfy three points in the end. Zakaria's goal was particularly good. It reminded me of what I saw from Zakaria early in his Munch and Gladbach days, where he seemed like a very competent destroyer in midfield, who gets up and down the field, box to box, doing his thing. Kind of lost his way in the last couple of seasons, maybe for injury or whatever else. Uh, but it's good to see him back playing well. Uh, and I hope that he could keep, keep that up because he's a very competent midfielder. Big three points for Clashback. I always panic every single time I see goals being shipped by Bielefeld because the amount I sing and praise and dance about Stefan Ortega between the sticks, I never wanted to make a mistake. And to be fair... None of the goals were his fault and there wasn't really much he could have done about it, especially the opening goal from Lars Stindl. Uh, I, I would, oh, I, sorry, hard, hard start for this one. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. But sometimes when you play at a club like Bielefeld, yeah, you just, you have no chances. You concede goals, you concede many goals. And last year he had a real wonder season, making many great saves. But you can't be overperforming every match, or maybe now where the expectations will rise, uh, rise, raised towards them, you can't just um, fulfill them every time. Last year it was was like a blast when Ortega had great games, and now everyone sees that here and says, "Okay, he needs to perform exactly the same," but it's not possible. Mm. So sometimes an average or decent performance as a goalkeeper is not just enough to grab some points for Bielefeld. No, and this is the thing that we were talking about a hell of a lot last season, because defensively, I don't think they're good enough. It's as simple as that. I don't think they're great. But I, 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 can't, I can't pick any individual member and say, you're good and you will go on to do something. I, I actually think they're all equally quite shit. But because they're all together, they, if you have a lot of shit, it's not so bad. Does that make sense? Are they, they're all just like club up together as one thing, one person, one 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 being. And with with Ortega behind them, then they've got an opportunity to keep a couple of clean sheets. But there's it, it just wasn't going to work for them in this game. Uh, Zakaria, uh, as Devo mentioned, this is the old school Zakaria now with the, seeing that guy winning the ball deep and progressing play. Is this... Are we, are we seeing the best of Zakaria all over again? I think there can be more from Zakaria. He is recovering, from, or he's on his way back from an injury, had some moments at the Euros, but he wasn't very good there. Wanted to make a move in summer, but it wasn't able. And now he's playing or facing a year, last year of his contract, being able to put himself in the spotlight with good uh, performances on the pitch. And I think there will be coming more from Zakaria. And if he won't find or doesn't want to find another club, he will at least get a big uh, new contract in Gladbach. So mm -hmm. he just needs to perform good. And I'm sure he will do mm. because he has his head free now. Yeah, indeed. Okay, uh, just two more games to go. And um, we will have a look at Freiburg Cologne first of all. Um, Freiburg and Cologne. This game finished one apiece. And last season, Freiburg beat Cologne with an aggregate score of nine goals to one. So is this Cologne on the rise? Let's see what Devo says. 
Freiburg versus Köln. Um, story of two halves, really. Cologne looked decent first half. Anthony Modest with his third goal of the season. I said at the beginning of the season, if they could get him back to the form that he was at before he went to China to chase some money, fair play, I would do the same thing. Um, then they have a decent chance of doing a lot better than they did last season. And that's exactly what's happening. He's scoring goals. Um, then the red card for Florian Kainz, I think, was a bit harsh. If I'm being honest, I think it's very harsh. Um, you know, there was there was a foul, a bit of a mix-up, some pushing and shoving. I don't feel he did much. I think he was the one who got shoved. Uh, and I don't know why he got booked. Uh, and I think that ultimately led to Freiburg getting back into the game. <clears throat> and ultimately getting the luck with the Chishosh um, own goal, which brought them the point. Um, but on the run of things, when you consider both halves and how both teams fared, a point was probably fair. True words coming from Devo there. Modest needs to get Modest back to that sort of level. He's in control at the moment. Scored three goals already this season. Seven of the eight goals that Cologne has scored this season are from crosses. And when you've got a target man like Modest, this is only a benefit to Cologne. Yeah, Modest was the life ins uh, insurance of Cologne before he made the move to China and Finally, one has to say for Cologne, one has to say for the Bundesliga, one has not to say for me and Leverkusen fans, but uh, it's very good that Modest is performing again and that Stefan Baumgart seems to uh, to make him work. Mm. Because a good Modest is, is good to watch and it's good to, to see how this whole emotion around Cologne is evolving again. Mm -hmm. They had a good start now with seven points it is, I guess. And um, yeah, it's always... Cologne is a club which has some kind of magic because when when they're performing good, the fans, they're just insane. They're going yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's really interesting to watch from outside. For me, it's just, uh, they're just maniacs, but uh, I have to give them some credit. And I also have to give them some credit for their jersey. I was going to say, whilst we're, whilst we're sharing nice. the love with Cologne, should we just talk about some more love, lovely things? And let's just address this kit. I haven't got I haven't got the, the imagery right here, but you guys could just Google it or whatever whilst you're watching this. It's fine. It is glorious. Black on black. Yeah. Fantastic. You, you want to know what I like the most about it? Can't see the badge. That you can't see the black badge on the back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolute win, man! Honestly, brilliant. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was very nice. Very nice to see. Why not sentinels it? up in the chat? I haven't seen it for ages. How are you, bro? Uh, what a baby! Uh, yeah, what's good, man? Nice to see you up in the chat. Nice to see you tuning in. So thank you very much for that. Really love it. Um, yeah, kites. Um, kites was um, was sent off see the second yellow card um Devo reckons is a little bit harsh I can't see how it's not a second yellow card because he's got up and got involved in these handbags in those situations giving a yellow card to the to the instigator of the perpetrator bam 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 there you go yellow card unfortunate for him he was already on a yellow card so it was a case of don't do it don't do anything just stand there and allow the other person to do it I know that's not an easy thing to say or do, but for me, that is stupid. Yeah, but, but you have the experience as a referee, so that's why I go uh, with you in most of all, all the rule questions. <laughs> and um, I see it basically the same as you see it. And it's, it's unlucky, but um, it is how it is. 
But in contrast to Devo, I don't think that this was mainly responsible for Cologne drawing the match in the end. I mean, Owen Goal proved himself as a very dangerous striker at the Euros, and now he's uh, he's doing it again. So mm. Cologne could defend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's just, it's just not. Uh, I'm just talking rubbish again. <laughs> That'd be silly, Flo. We love you. Um, Shikos with uh, uh, with the own goal at the end to confirm Freiburg picking up a point. Um, I I feel sorry for Shikos. I thought he had, he had a pretty good game and he did everything he could to block that opportunity as well. But it is what it is. And um, they uh, shared the spoils there in Freiburg. And then the final game that we'll be talking about is um, Frankfurt versus Stuttgart. And um, for the final time of the show, uh, let's pop over to Devo. Frankfurt won, Stuttgart won. Um, let's start with Stuttgart. They do not look anything like the team they were last season. I don't know what's happened, but they seem to be devoid of any sort of uh, oomph going forward. I don't know if it's the injury to Kalajic and to Silas. Um, if that's really affecting them, the loss of Nico Gonzalez, maybe. I don't know what it is, but they don't look like the same side that we, we saw last season with their swash. But maybe teams have just figured them out. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but yeah, they were lucky to get a point in this one. Um, a bit of a lucky, scrappy goal to get them back into it from the new signing Omar Marmouche. Um, and then the incident at the end where uh, Bore struck against the bar, it hit Muller on his back. And if there was no spin on the ball... That's 2-1 Frankfurt. But the ball hit, the, hit his back, hit the floor and spun backwards so Florian Muller could catch it. Someone was smiling down on them on that day. Frankfurt um, struggling this season. Um, Kostic, the whole transfer madness with him refusing to play in the last match, thinking about he wanted to go to Lazio. That didn't go through because Lazio admin doesn't know how to spell. Uh, he's apologised, came off the bench and bagged a wonder strike with his left foot in off the post to make it 1-0 to Frankfurt. But unfortunately, uh, Marmouche boiled the party. 1-1 Frankfurt. Stuck. Devo. Devo, steady. Steady. Wonder strike through Kostic. It was a good hit. But I wouldn't go as far as wonder strike. And it is good to see him back after this whole transfer debacle with Lazio and incorrect email addresses and that sort of stuff. Do you think Kostic will sort of like kiss and make up with the, with the board and the fans at Frankfurt and maybe even sign a new contract? Um, it will be more difficult with the fans than with the board. And uh, it seems that there isn't a problem in the team because Hinteregger in the post-match interview um, was complaining about the way the media was framing Kostic somehow. So the team is standing behind Kostic, what's what's good for the performance of the team. And it's a good sign for Kostic that, for example, Yunus was um, banned from the team and he wasn't. So obviously the leaders uh, like Markus Kröscher and coach um, uh, Oliver Glasner is building on Kostic again. But this is just a typical football story, isn't it? Yeah. Being on strike, coming back, scoring a goal. And you see how fast the love of the fans can change. And they oh, had God, some, yeah. they, had, they had a similar situation with Andreas Möller 30 years ago, not with a strike, but I don't know if you remember it at that time or if you followed it that closely. He was like coming to Frankfurt, going again, coming again, going again. Then he mm. worked in the club's department, going again. And then now he's uh, the official for the youth academy 
And uh, there was much hate at the beginning, and now nobody cares. So in football, as long as you're successful, give him two goals and one assist in the next three games, and the fans will love Kostic again. Uh, and tend to forget. You aren't very... It's very difficult to mention Andy Muller in this country because obviously he scored the in the penalty shootout. But I love and Andreas Muller. I don't care. I thought he him and him and Thomas Hessler were two absolute ballers. I love them both. I don't care. I'll put it out there and I'll say it with my chest as well. Um the goals, um, yeah, there was, so the equaliser came from Marmouche, who's on loan from um, Wolfsburg at the moment. But there was um, there was a red card from Stuttgart, and that was from Anton. Now, that is just, look, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to stop your man from, from getting a goal, but rugby tackles are not really acceptable in, in, in this game. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I would think that uh, Anton would have known better, but um, yeah, what what should I say? Yeah, is what it is. It's still, it's uh, that was for me a little bit harsh to Stuttgart. That he says he can't recognize them anymore somehow. Mm. But you still have to admit that it's good for them that they uh, scored the equalizer and take a look at the at the team. Anton is still not the oldest and the others are very young. Yep. They've lost some experience with Gonzalo Castro, for example, or Nico Gonzalez, who was young, but Love relegated Nico. and promoted. Mm. So give this uh, team a couple of weeks and four points from four matches. It's it's okay at the beginning. I'm pretty sure they're at the because, same sort of stage as they were last season. They weren't really this far off, but I just feel that, well, it depends how long these guys are going to be out for, you know, the likes of Silas. Um, when when he when he comes back, is he going to be able to hit the ground running? You know, is Kulabali going to be able to step up? You know, I I'm I'm uh, born a Sosa. Is he going to be able to step up? I'm I'm just a little bit concerned. I've mentioned earlier on in the show about the second season syndrome situation. Um, th- this is second season syndrome, isn't it for uh for So it could it could have a a, a negative effect on them. We'll see, but I am a little bit concerned about them this year, just off the performances that I've seen so far. Yeah, I can, I totally get your point, but I believe in the quality of the of the squad and especially in the quality of the management. Yeah. Because, for example, when they promoted five years ago and relegated immediately afterwards, and relegated in the second season afterwards, sorry. They um, had like this whole European ambitions. And nowadays, Thomas Hitzelsberger and Sven Mislintat, who are head of the club and head of the sporting department, are basically just saying that we need to stabilize in the league. Mm-hmm. And this is very important in the environment of a big traditional club in Germany, because all the media wants you to, uh, to be a big mouth, but they are... Baking small rolls, we would say in German. Oh, I love it when Flo comes out with all these little sayings and stuff. It's brilliant. Um, that is it for for us. Um, just a couple of comments that are knocking about. Um, why not wants to know um, is Florian 
uh, a popular German name. Like, I, I I think that it, I, I hear that a lot in France. Is is your name French? Like what? What was your mum and dad um, thinking of? Um, <laughs> this sounds really bad. What were your mum and dad thinking of when they, <laughs> when they named you? Um, but no, were they were they trying to go with like a more continental sort of flow with it? <laughs> Excuse my French. Um, and pardon the pun. I believe it's a it's an average name in Central Europe, so you can use it in French and German. But to be honest, I really don't like the way they pronounce it in France. So if you say it in French, it would sound like Florian, and uh, mm. it sounds sometimes French names sound fine and nice, but this sounds a little bit gay. So I I, I prefer Florian or Flo or Flozer. Which is, which is nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong with it sounding gay, by the way. Um, you know, all um, all, no, no, all, no, no. all cultures it's, matter. There's nothing wrong stuff. with um, sounding gay and with being gay, but um, we move on. I don't know. I um, okay, okay, and one, one fun fact about the name Florian is uh, the name for the um, in Germany we always have these holy persons in Catholic. Um, you know, like Saint Saint uh, Pauli refers to some. Holy person. What about like like, um, Saint, Frank like Fert, Saint Peter Bird, and so? Um, um, Saint Maurice of Germany. Yeah, and Saint Saint Florian is the um, saint for the firefighters. That's why I always wanted to become a firefighter. So I think the name is is okay. Oh, okay. Well, you you, you take Can't it. You run with it. Um, I don't like my name, um, but I discovered that it means black hawk in Welsh. Anyway, Cronky um, out, Arteta out. Rosa in no well I don't want Marco Rosa at Arsenal Football Club. No. Um both Svensson in we both Svensson, yeah. We've decided we're we're running with it. Both Svensson is now king and will be part of Arsenal Football Club. You heard it here first. Um obviously that's that or, or, or chat or chat. Um right, okay. And um uh this last one here, Flo. Um, what do you think of your, if your team manager said the best two weeks of my football career came after a 5 0 battering and an international break? Um, oh, is that is that is that what happened? Is that what Arteta said? I, I, I don't I, I don't watch Premier League football anymore. It's boring. Um, I, I I don't know that quote either. But I, I've got a feeling that is the case. Too short, too short period of time. Yeah, if, if it would be two months or two years, okay, I'm fine. But two weeks? Yeah, I I can't I can't think of I can't think of uh, no yeah I'm I'm not running with that. Um, but no, thank you everybody for for watching the show. Thank you everybody for contributing as well. Um, if there are any comments that we missed, do apologise. Just give us a little tweet. Um, if we have missed them, at two up top. No, no, old school. <laughs> two up top. <laughs> You can follow me if you like, but you can follow me if you like, but that that but that page is defunct. <clears throat> um, that wasn't your internet messing up. That was my voice, by the way. Um, at Mad Sports Network, literally put in Mad Sports Network into Google, uh, and our name comes up first, um, which is fantastic. So if you want to follow us on any form of social media, just uh, just get it done and uh, give us a follow. Um, plenty more bits and bobs coming along as well this week. Um, I'm hoping to have a dart show um, going out tomorrow. Um, we'll see how that goes, as well as um, the NFL show going out tomorrow night, late night, midnight into Friday morning as well. And then on Friday, we also have 
the wrestling show. But everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. Sorry about the faux pas and two up top, but um, yeah, it's still part of my heart, clearly, anyway, isn't it? Um, toodaloo.